Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates, boy do we celebrate, the men and women who are working so hard in coastal Mississippi to make this such a great place to live, work, and play. Hey, listen, I talk a lot about social media on this show because, as you you know, I came from media, know how social media works, and uh, definitely believe that there's some changes that need to happen in social media. But I came across this comment this morning. It's from a website, 365 Days of Baking and More. I don't know. It just It was recommending that to me. But the, but the comment here was this. Don't argue with people on social media. Every classroom had a kid who ate paste. <laughs> That's probably who you're arguing with. <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty good. Uh, my friend uh, Frank Frank uh, Willem, a uh, really really accomplished entrepreneur here in coastal Mississippi, wrote uh, posted this from from uh, J M Storm, and here's what it said: How odd it is that so much of what isn't said isn't said because it is true. That's, that's an interesting thing, actually. Sometimes saying the truth might go against you know, the conventional wisdom that's out there because people are following some notion of, uh, of an event or a situation or the political scene. Interesting comment. And then my friend Calvin Ishii from Past Christian posted this from Mark Twain. I remember it well, but it's very powerful, and it's also very true. The two most important days in your life— are the day you are born and the day you find out why. When you find out why. And I think the older we get, the more we have a feel for that. But I think someone who has actually found his why, I'm confident he has found his why, is my friend Dr. Matt Buckley, who was recently appointed the new superintendent of the Catholic school system. There's a transition that's going on. We'll talk about that here in just a second. He's also principal at St. Patrick's High School, and he's a friend. How you doing, Matt? I'm good, Ricky. Great to see you, as always. It's good to see you, too. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, man, we got a lot to talk about. We're, we're going to look back at your time at St. Patrick. We're going to talk about the process you're going through to hire a new principal there and, uh, you know, as it relates to St. Patrick's, it, it, you know, academic achievement and sports achievement. I mean, in fact, the, the, the varsity boys uh, team just advanced to the third round of playoffs. What a great what a great accomplishment that's been. Soccer's been one of the good sports, but there's been others. And we'll, we'll come back to that here in just a second as well. But um, but anyway, this is just a lot to talk about. First, I just want to say, man, I, I'm so proud of you. I'm so I'm so happy for um, the diocese and the Catholic school system that you have worked so hard through your education, through your experience, through your accomplishments at St. Patrick uh, to uh, to become you know the, the head person there. And I I really am proud of you, my my friend. Thank you. Appreciate you saying that. It's it's truly an honor and it's it's humbling. And I'm excited to get to work and continue to work to advance the mission of all of our Catholic schools here in South Mississippi. It's amazing. I say this about my career. 
it's amazing how serendipity, you know, happens. You meet people along the way. You decide, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do this instead. It might be just a single conversation you have with somebody. There are these moments that constantly create these forks in the road, and you pick this one instead of this one, and before long. But you know, you you grew up at, at a Sacred Heart uh, Catholic Church. You know, when you look back at those days, I mean, was it was there ever even any notion in your mind that one day you would end up being a you know, the new superintendent of the schools there? Not at all. I, um, you know, I actually grew up uh, Protestant and converted to the Catholic faith. Um, and, you know, I knew at an early age that I wanted to pursue education and that I wanted to make a difference in the lives of others as a teacher and make a positive difference. And then I decided to pursue administration and then uh, came to St. Patrick now 10 years ago. Um, had the great opportunity to join the team here, and it, it's been a true honor. It's been one of the greatest honors of my life serving as principal here at St. Patrick, and um, I'm definitely excited about the next chapter, uh, but uh, never thought that I'd be working as a superintendent of schools for sure. Well, Matt, yeah, I'm glad you reminded me of that. I remember now because we compared notes the first time we chatted, you growing up Protestant and, and converting, uh, converting to Catholicism. I grew up a Baptist, and yeah converted to Catholicism a year or two before my wife and I got married. And, uh, you know, one of the most important decisions I ever made that, you know, raising our kids in a, you know, in a, where we're all together in religion and my kids, as you well know, all three of them went through the Catholic school system and have had great success in their life. Uh, Ann and I are incredibly, obviously we're, we're incredibly fond of St. Patrick and the Catholic school system in general. So our kids went to St. James as well. Uh, but but um, but we are we we believe very strongly that their success in their college careers and then on to their professional careers, I mean the the groundwork that was laid at St. Patrick. And again, I say Saint, I keep saying St. Patrick, but I really mean the Catholic school system from the moment they entered into St. James all the way through. It's been a tremendously laid a foundation for them. But you hear that over and over and over again, and that's what sort of motivates you, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And I love hearing stories like that and appreciate you for sharing that. Our, you know, the mission, uh, I look at our, the mission of our Catholic schools to be threefold, that we want to maintain that academic excellence and make sure that our students are prepared in scholarship to achieve their greatest potential. We also want to provide that comprehensive high school experience or school experience from all of our athletic teams to our extracurricular club clubs and activities to the leadership opportunities and to be able to uh, to find what fits and what works and where students can excel but the most important thing is the the foundation of faith and the spirituality component and the service component and the concern and care for others in need uh, that focus on intentional discipleship and so i think here at st patrick and at all of our catholic schools we've really focused on on letting those three aspects permeate everything that we do and every decision that we make and drive who we really are as an organization and i think we've had a lot of success as a result of that there's there's absolutely no doubt about that. I should also point out my uh, nephew nephews Peter and Nico Bahanovich are uh, are in the Catholic school system. I have, I have uh, let's see three grandkids now at St. James and another one coming up to, that will be there in the next year or two. And my daughter's a teacher at St. James yeah. and 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 was a teacher as you well know. Work you work closely with her at, at uh, St. Patrick. 
So, you know, we've got a very close connection. So it's a good reason to, to, to uh, focus on it. And I should also point out for people who have not regular listeners of Coast View, you should know that while we're focusing on <clears throat> the Catholic school system today, I spend a tremendous a time, uh, amount of time talking about the public school system in coastal Mississippi, talking to administrators, talking to superintendents, and uh, the innovation that's happening at places like the Gupport school system I, again, I, I'm incredibly tuned into that. And whether it's public school or private school, you're you're in pretty good shape here in coastal Mississippi. And you know that to be the case, don't you, Matt? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I got a letter from uh, Glenn East just the other day um, congratulating me and uh, appreciate the work that they do and, and the work that educators. I've got many friends um, that are in our public education system all across the coast, and they do remarkable work each and every day. Well, that's good. Yeah, Glenn East, uh, I, I really admire him, some of the work that they're doing there and uh, preparing students for, for fields beyond just, you know, going off to college, you know, the, the work preparation they're doing. I described that wing, in fact, at Gupwin High as sort of like Universal Studios because they literally have recreated, you know, a media lab and a retail store and, a, you know, a, a world-class commercial kitchen and a auto repair shop. I mean, it's really incredible. I'm sure you've been there, right? I have not seen that. I'll have yeah. to check it out though, for sure. You'll have to go, you have to go take a look at it. I'm sure he would open the door for you to, to take a look at it. And these unique relationships between uh, his, his, his school and Mississippi yeah. Gulf Coast Community College and what they're doing there as well. So let's, uh, let's take a step back though. You know, I, I know from my own experience that when I'm moving to that next step in my life, as I, as I, you know, achieve new goals in my life, I always had a uh, an opportunity during that transition to to reflect a lot, you know, to reflect on, you know, what what I accomplished, what my team accomplished, what made me most proud, what are the things I wanted to improve upon, you know, how do I how do I get better? Because you know, you never it's a journey, isn't it, Matt? You're constantly oh, yeah. seeking how can you improve the situation. But when you look back at your tenure at St. Patrick, what are you most proud of? I think when I look, and I've spent a lot of time reflecting the past few months because this is a bittersweet opportunity. I'm so excited about the future and to get to work with all of our Catholic school principals and teachers and staff and families and pastors all across the coast. Uh, but leaving the last 10 years here at St. Patrick every day is is tough at times. Um, I, I think what I am most proud of is the relationships that we've built, um, the, the team here. Um, I think that we have been able to put together and assemble just the greatest team of faculty and staff who care about their students and care about the families that we're called to serve each and every day. Um, so I think that's what I'm most proud of is the people I've gotten to meet, the people I've gotten to work with and work alongside and, and those relationships that have formed over the past 10 years. Hey, so when we come back, we're coming to the end of the segment, but when we come back with Dr. Matt Buckley, the new su- superintendent of school of Catholic schools, and they're going through a transition. We'll talk a little bit more about that transition. But we'll, uh, we'll talk about academic achievement and uh, and really kind of boil it all down. Talk about what some of those challenges were, COVID among them. Can you imagine how difficult that was? And we've talked about that many times here on Coach U. So we'll see you after this break. Live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgolfcoast.com. 
His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. Listen, I just got a note from my my son uh, just, just now, actually, Justin Matthews, who Matt knows well. He works in New York City for Price Waterhouse, and he read... The Bible last year in 365 days, and he finished up around Christmas. And Father Mike, who sort of shepherds that process uh, along, you can you can see him on YouTube, um, has is really terrific. In fact, Ann and I and Tori and Jordan were all doing the the reading of the Bible in 365 days with Father Mike, and he just sent me a note talking about how good Father Mike is. And I'm sure you know a lot of people who who are following Father Mike as well, aren't you? Oh, yeah. He's very charismatic, very dynamic. So um, I know, I guess it was last year, the the Bible in a year, you could read through the entire Bible in a year, uh, what you're talking about. Now they have, they actually have the catechism in a year that he's put out recently. So I haven't checked that one out yet, but I've heard a lot of people talking about it. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure you do. Hey, listen, that quote I read at the very beginning, the two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. When I read that, what, what did it make you think of? <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out why, Ricky, each and every day. No, I, um, um, just getting, you know, we search on, on fill, fulfilling what our purpose is and what our calling is and what our vocation is and, and what we're destined um, and, and what God has called us to do and, and how we impact and serve other people each and every day. And it's a journey. Um, and it, it's, been, it's been a great journey to try to figure that out. And, and I'm still working each and every day. Uh, Bishop Kinneman is a really good friend of mine. Uh, we we live near each other. And he, we fish together occasionally. Yeah. We love to get in the boat together and just talk about life. And uh, I mean, he's just a really good guy. When he when he uh, named you uh, the the new superintendent, he talked about disciples and disciple makers. You uh, you've always used that same kind of language, but that's a really important part of what you do, isn't it? It is. It, it's really the 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 pillar of what we do, and the the central focus of of everything else that surrounds who we are and what we do. And um, you know, in the Great Commission, Jesus calls us to to love and serve and form disciples, and to not stop until we accomplish that. And that's Bishop Kinneman's uh, vision and, and goal. He's been extremely specific and clear about his vision for the future of all of our schools within the diocese is to make disciples and to make disciple makers and to uh, to graduate kids who are going to go impact all of the people that they encounter in such a positive way and to that that people will look at our graduates and our students and their families and they'll see Jesus in them and their work each day. Well, we were we were lucky as a diocese that uh, that Dr. Mike Ladner uh, came back as an interim superintendent um, when uh, when Dr. Rhonda Clark um, uh, stepped you know stepped down or whatever the word is that that she did. And uh, and so what there is what we're in now is sort of in the midst of a transition. You're actually still sitting, as you talked to me this morning, at St. Patrick's, and you're still heavily engaged in the day to day there at St. Patrick's. So first, let's talk about the transition, and then uh, and then you can sort of walk me through the process of filling the position uh, for the principal there. 
Dr. Ladner has been wonderful uh, to work with. He was actually superintendent when I first became principal here at St. Patrick, and then I had the great pleasure of working with Dr. Clark for a number of years, um, and then appreciate Dr. Ladner for coming back this year and serving as interim superintendent. Um, so he's always been extremely supportive and has, has worked well for all of our Catholic schools here in South Mississippi. So I'll officially begin the, the new position as superintendent on June 1st. And so until that time, I'll remain as principal here at St. Patrick. And um, I've had the opportunity to be involved in a lot of meetings and discussions with Bishop Kinnaman and with Dr. Ladner and the team at the diocese um, already. And we'll continue to do so over the next few months, uh, but we'll continue to also work in preparing St. Patrick for for the next leader and preparing St. Patrick to make sure that everything is well positioned here for the future. Yeah, I love the notion. I love the notion of a of a nearly six month process. You know, um, it's no we're gonna we're gonna do this methodically. We're gonna give you plenty of time to fill this position and get the get the person in that seat and train properly. Um, it it's gonna make sense to take that time, isn't it? I think so. Um, when when I first spoke with Bishop Kinnaman about about the position and and, and officially accepted uh, the position and and his calling, then uh, that's what we talked about. Is that he wanted to make sure that St. Patrick and I agree completely that St. Patrick is well taken care of and well positioned for the future, and that we have the opportunity um, to search for and to uh, recruit and to hire the best next leader for the school here. Well, again, we're going to get into academic achievement and what what really has put St. Patrick's on sort of the national map for being one of the better uh, schools in the United States. I can only imagine that that has opened up. I don't want to say Pandora's box, but I'll say Pandora's box of opportunity. Okay, that there's probably a lot of people interested in this position. Is that what you're finding? I hope so. Yeah, we uh, opened applications right after the first of the year, and we'll continue accepting applications through mid-February. So we do have some interests, uh, some great interests so far, and uh, we've put together a committee of stakeholders that will review those applications, and then we'll set up interviews and we'll meet with prospective candidates. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's going to be a, an important process. People are going to be watching y'all, you closely during that. Your first big position is feeling your position. Excuse me. Your first big decision is feeling your position. Um, so let's go back a little bit and reflect. Um, first, first, let's just talk about academic achievement as it relates to St. Patrick's. Yeah, so um, our team here, you know, are, are big from an academic standpoint. A big push has been to just increase rigor and increase relevance and increase academic scores and make sure that all of our students have the opportunity to get into the best colleges, to get maximize the college scholarship opportunities and to, con, you know, excel academically and from a scholarship standpoint. Um, since, you know, in the last 10 years, we've increased our ACT score uh, we currently have over a 26 ACT average. We have a number of students with ACT scores over 30. Um, we've had several students earn a perfect ACT score, many with a 36, a 35. Um, so it's remarkable the work that our students and teachers have done um, to make sure that, that, that academically, that students are graduating academically strong and ready to step foot into the college or university classroom and excel. Um, I hear stories from alumni often about how 
you know, they go to the university and, and, you know, they know exactly what to expect and they know exactly uh, how, how to perform at the highest level possible. Um, I get to have conversations with those who are uh, like Justin in New York and, you know, traveling the country, traveling the world and just continue to excel. And those opportunities are endless for each of them. Um, we've continued to lead the way with technology and make sure that we're pushing for uh, being innovative in the technology that we provide our students and teachers and giving them all of the resources uh, that, that they need to be successful as well. Um, from an academic standpoint, as we've mentioned before, you know, in, back in 2019, we were named the National Blue Ribbon School, um, ranking us among the top 1% of private schools in the nation, uh, which is extremely exciting um, and extremely proud of that opportunity as well and that accomplishment of our team as well. And then um, have been ranked the number one Catholic high school in the state of Mississippi for two years now. Um, so we've done a lot. Our team has done a lot of work with regard to academics and making sure that our students are prepared for the next level and to be successful. It, it really is incredible. Um, I think back at the conversations you and I had uh, just as the pandemic was you know, c- coming to fruition. And then, of course, after the pandemic, we, we you know, started and uh, you were on several times just to talk about what you guys were doing to adjust. But I think one of the things that that helped you not only survive that, but maybe thrive through that process if there's such a thing, because I, I know the educational process was so difficult during that time, was the fact that you were always strategically focused. You know, you're, you're you know around things like technology and all the things that you were putting into place created sort of a foundation for you to build off of once the foundation started. And uh, I mean, you cannot under state how important that strategic focus was to helping you get through the pandemic, can you? No, that's such a unique time, such a strange time when we look back and trying to figure out what to do and how to navigate safety concerns and health concerns, but still maximize educational opportunities. It was just a a real unique time. Um, I'm proud to say that at St. Patrick, we never closed school. We never missed a day. Um, We, when we ended in-person learning on Friday without knowing you know, what the future was going to hold or knowing what was going to happen. You know, that next Monday, our students were in class virtually. We had all of the equipment in place, all of the training in place. Everything had been orchestrated to be successful at that, to a virtual learning environment before we ever knew that was a possibility. Um, and, and that's to the thanks of our team um, for just working through all of that tirelessly. And then our students and parents for being supportive and for continuing uh, to, to make their educational journey and their process a priority. And what's really cool about that, again, I mean, we just have personal knowledge of all these th- different aspects, but you had, through your technology, parents were already linked down. So parents could, could be engaged and follow the progress of their kids. and. Again, you didn't have to train people. That was already in place. The technology to enable that was already in place. And um, to me now, looking back, it's so impressive to think that all of the, the focus and attention to detail and the ability to implement the strategies. I mean, you can have the best strategic plan in the world, but if you can't implement, you've really not done anything. And, uh, you know, including you know, implementing the technology, which is not easy, by the way. It's not easy at all to imp- implement new technology. When we come back with uh, Dr. Matt Buckley, we're going to continue the conversation about uh, accomplishments at at, um, at St. Patrick. And then we'll shift gears and talk a little bit more about uh, what is he now superintendent of? What's that look like as we go forward? We'll see you after this. 
subscribe for free to the Coast View Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. We're visiting with Dr. Matt Buckley, my friend Matt, who I've known for many, many, many years and have followed his career and his ascension to this current position. They're going through a transition. He'll officially be there in June uh, as a new superintendent for Catholic schools here in the Biloxi Diocese. Um, but it's been fun to watch him. But it's been, you know, I think one of the things we talked a little bit about the academic side of this and the thriving that has taken place there. But, you know, Matt, whether it's uh, doing offsite team building exercises or, or encouraging kids to do missions or whether it's all these other extracurricular activities, these clubs and other things that are part of it. We tend to focus on classroom and athletics, but it's the extracurricular activities that kind of give kids this opportunity to experience so many different dimensions of life and growing up and learning new things. That's really important, isn't it? Oh, it is. And we want our students to, when we look at at what we want students to be when they graduate, we want them to be leaders. We want them to be scholars. We want them to be champions. And um, and most importantly, we want them to be disciples. Um, and we, uh, you know, work to provide all of those opportunities for kids to get plugged in and to, to find something that they're good at and that they're strong in and that they want to work hard at and excel in. And, and that's where lifelong friendships are made. That's where uh, they just continue to grow in, in leadership and in discipleship. Well, I saw, was it the junior class recently went off for an, an offsite uh, seminar, t- team building or what? Tell me, what was that? I was impressed by it, actually, but I can't remember what you called it. Yeah, so we do a retreat. So each year, um, each each grade level has an opportunity to attend a retreat uh, once a year. And so for our juniors and seniors, they just, back earlier this month, they had their spiritual restri- retreat. Um, and we took them to a location over in Fairhope, Alabama, and we brought in a team um, to lead the retreat. And you know, they did team building exercises and leadership exercises and things such as that. But then they really focused on, on time for prayer and time to uh, build each other up and time to to focus on on their spiritual journey and their walk with God and their uh, their their faith journey and how they can support their classmates and their peers and other students here at the school. So it was a remarkable experience. Um, they did, did a great job, but they had the opportunity to step away from campus, to step away from school, and and to really focus on on those opportunities. Well, you know, I've I've done a lot of reading about the about the stresses that are on kids these days, and it's tremendous. You know, it's not just social media, but certainly that plays a big role. Um, If you go and look at schools that have had issues, usually it has to do with with kids not respecting one another. You know, not having. I think obviously faith plays a big role in that, but you know, you have to pay more attention now to the individual student, and and not only how they see themselves, which is a hugely important part of this overall discussion, but how they see their their friends and their fellow students. You probably can't do enough of those kind of conversations and retreats uh, so that so that when you're you know going about life and these pressures happen, that kids have a better opportunity to choose the right thing to do as opposed to the the not so right thing to do. That's something as a principal, I bet you think about a lot. 
I do. And the, the faith part of our mission is huge. And, and the focus on teaching gospel values and having parents support those at home, I think, can't be stated enough. Uh, but we do. We want to teach students at all of our Catholic schools uh, to treat, to, to look for Jesus in the people that they encounter and to treat people with kindness and with respect. And um, there's, you know, of course, many mental health concerns right now with teenagers and the pressures that, that I think kids face nowadays is, uh, is, is huge compared to, to even when I grew up. And, um, and, and those are challenges that we work towards and face every day. But here at St. Patrick and in all of our Catholic schools, I'm proud of the environment that we're able to provide because of the support of our parents and families and then because of the work of our teachers and staff. And I think we, our Catholic schools do a great job of personalizing learning and meeting the needs of each student um, on a personal and an individual level. Well, what, what's interesting is you almost you, you almost have to have a zero-tolerance approach that if something does go awry, you've really done a great job of training you know, your administrators, your, your, your teachers, even students for that matter, and your responses, and parents, I might add, um, you, you've, your response is usually pretty swift, and uh, you just don't leave a stone unturned when, it, when, you're, when you're dealing with individual safety. Right. That's no, absolutely not. Yeah. Yes, unfortunate that that has to be part of the conversation, but certainly it is. Um, we mentioned sports achievement. Of course, the the boys, varsity boys, have have uh, advanced to the third round of the playoffs. Um, boys soccer teams has done well over the years, but so has track. You know, football is coming along. Baseball has done well along the way. How do when you how do you characterize the sports role and the sports achievement during your tenure there? Yeah, we have so much, uh, so so much interest in our athletic teams and our athletic programs, and want to see them excel and be the absolute best we can be. And and our coaches and and our team here really focuses on teaching kids to be part of something that's bigger than yourself. And I think that that's huge. And there's so many lessons learned through athletics. And of course, we bring in the faith and spirituality and discipleship component into that as well. Um, over the past ten years, our our teams have achieved more than forty state championships. Um, across the board right now our soccer teams and basketball teams are strong we've got bowling happening we've got wrestling and powerlifting all of those things are happening now we just finished up our fall sports with our cross-country teams and football and cheerleading and dance and band uh, you know and of course, we're getting started here in the spring with baseball and softball and track and tennis and golf. So we just want to provide uh, as many opportunities for kids to be successful and to work at something that they uh, that they that they enjoy and that they uh, love and have a passion for. But we want to teach them. And to grow and to serve in that capacity. Wow, that was a great answer and a very comprehensive one, I might add as well. One, one I'm sure you've given more than once for sure, but it's a it's a tremendous accomplishment. And uh, you know, I see I see embedded in that uh, a bunch of a bunch of sort of uh, principles. But one might be just keep kids busy, and if you're going to keep them busy, keep them busy in something that they can learn a lot about life from. So like team sports is a terrific opportunity to do that, but to do it in sort of a faith-based way and to be part of a winning, you know, formula. I mean, the coaches there have really, man, you got to be proud when you look across that cadre of coaches. 
Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And they work hard. They, you know, in many cases they're up early driving buses and um, teaching classes and then doing after school athletic practices and then games and stuff late into the evening. So they work extremely hard. Um, and I just can't say enough about our team here and how hard they work and how committed they are to our students and to our school. That's, that's, that's really cool. Well, what, what the, what the listeners can sort of you know, obviously conclude from this conversation is that Matt recognizes that in order to have a well-rounded child who can go off from where they choose to go to work or where they choose to go further their education in college, that they come out as good human beings, you know, ready, ready, if they, if they're ready to do that, to, to continue their educational achievements, but some decide to go to work and do extraordinarily well but the goal is to you know to have as complete a human being as possible when they when they graduate from St. Patrick's and you've done a really good job at that and I again I commend you for that because I personally have uh, witnessed the 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 transition your transition in your career as you look forward how do you describe what your new role is going to be and sort of give a sense of the scope of it the schools that are engaged etc Yes, yeah, so in South Mississippi, in the Diocese of Bluxy, we have 14 Catholic schools. Um, so I look at my role as superintendent as serving those schools and serving them to uh, reach their greatest potential in advancing their mission and the mission of each, ultimately advancing the mission of Catholic education all across the diocese. Um, I you know, want to see all of our schools grow in enrollment where each reaches maximum capacity, has a waiting list in place, and that we're enrolling all students who choose choose and all families who choose a Catholic school for their uh, family and for their children, that they would be able to have that opportunity and that there's nothing, no barriers that stand in the way, whether it's affordability or accessibility, that we remove all of that so that everyone who desires a Catholic education can can get that and can, uh, can see excellence through the Catholic education that each of our schools provide. Also, I think we need to have a strong vision for the future and we need to practice financial prudence and make sure that we have a plan in place to grow endowed funds and perpetual funds so that our Catholic schools will remain strong hundreds and hundreds of years and generations from now um, from a financial standpoint. And then uh, lastly, and, and perhaps most importantly, is to make sure that the focus of everything that we do remains on forming intentional disciples and remains on on forming disciple makers so that we're graduating kids who are going into the world to make a positive difference in the lives of serving others. So I look at my role as serving the pastors in attaining that and the principals and the teachers and the staff and the students and the families um, and, and look forward to getting started and meeting everyone and working with all of our schools. Well, that's 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 so amazing to hear. Um, you know, one of the things that Ann and I were talking about, we're coming to the end of the segment. We'll pick this up on the other side. But we were we were chatting this morning about how many students were at St. Patrick's when it first opened, and then where is it today? And I know that during the during the aftermath of the pandemic or during the pandemic, there was a, a, a bump in enrollment. Curious to, to really understand how enrollment at Catholic school system, how it's grown over the last 10 years, and then how do you think about that from a capital point of view? It's got to be mind-boggling when you really start to you know, get your head around all that. But we'll continue here in just a second with uh, Matt Buckley, the new superintendent of the Catholic uh, Diocese Schools here in just, uh, just a second. 
also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Koshu. Uh, Matt and I visited during w- uh, one of our uh, one of our breaks, and I mentioned to him that I really enjoy visiting with him. Um, he is a he, he's a very impressive. Uh, I say young man, but he's not so young anymore. But he's still very much younger than I am. But someone I've watched I've watched closely, and we have very good chemistry. I enjoy spending time with him here because it it gives us an opportunity to really reflect on what it takes to be good at what you do, whether you're a pastor in the school or a principal in the school, your faculty or staff or administrators, students' role, the family's role, the parents' role. Everyone has a part to play. And when we have a conversation with Dr. Matt Buckley, we get an opportunity to really fully encompass all those bits and pieces. And uh, at the end of the day, as he points out, it's to create the best disciples he can create. That is for sure. Hey, before we went to break, I mentioned that Ann and I were having a chat about the what seems to be just incredible growth in that school since it opened. I remember thinking it's big, but it, it, it didn't stay big. It needs to be bigger now, doesn't it? So how do you reflect about the enrollment gains there over the years? When I first uh, was appointed principal here at St. Patrick, that was one of the the main focuses was on our enrollment. Um, I think we were at a critical point, had about 375 students um, enrolled at the time and had seen declining enrollment. A lot of that related to the economy at the time, a lot of it related to past decision making, some of it to uh, just challenges that that we were facing. And so that was one of the first things that we really set out to attack. And um, 10 years later now, here we are and um, and we're at full capacity with 630 something kids. We have a waiting list in place. Uh, we're about to have even a bigger waiting list in place as we enroll for the 23-24 school year. And we're having talks about capital improvements and uh, about having a capital plan to expand our facility and build more classrooms and build more athletic facilities all across campus. And so it's exciting to have been able to watch that happen and to work hard each and every day to make that happen, but to to grow um, you know, from 300 and 75 kids to being at full capacity. And so we're, we're proud of that. Nearly double, nearly double. When you look across the diocese, do you see growth literally all, all across, maybe not to the, to the extent of doubling capacity, but what do you see? So all of our Catholic schools have grown. Um, so over 4,000 students in the in the Diocese of Biloxi, um, and and there's still room to grow. Um, so that's one of the things I mentioned is is one of our goals is to to grow enrollment at all of our schools until they're all at full capacity. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know, the goal. If I were sitting in your chair, if I were the bishop, I would say the goal ultimately can't be now because you don't have you don't have the capital requirements that. That would uh, enable that, but would be that everyone who wants a Catholic education gets a Catholic education. You can't, right. you know, we're not going to leave, we're not going to turn anyone down. That's a, it's a great, it's great to have accomplished the goal of full capacity, but you, you don't feel like you've 
achieve the goal in some ways. Is that true? Yeah, and, and hopefully one day, I mean, exactly what you said is the goal that every family who desires a Catholic education for their family, we want to be able to provide that. And so hopefully in years from now, we're having conversations about um, building schools and about adding schools and that all of our schools have have grown to the point that we need to, to add more and need the resources, go out and find the resources to make that happen. Capital capital plans are not easy. Are not <laughs> easy to tackle. I, re, I remember so well. You know Joe Canizero, who who was a instrumental in in providing sort of that spot where you're where you're where St. Patrick is loaded to located today. Wish we had more Joe Canizeros in the community, but it's a it's a massive undertaking though. Really, when you when you thought think about you don't just add on a classroom or two you have to really decide where is the future going and build for that and it is it's a massive undertaking isn't it Oh, it is. It is. And, and, you know, we've had a great opportunity here to build out our, our just pat this past year, we built out a new five-year strategic plan. Um, we were able to involve so many members of the community and our stakeholders and our board here and so many of our benefactors and donors and alumni to seek their input about the future and the vision, their vision and, and really our culminating vision for the future. Um, you know, what we've tried to do is we've really built our entire advancement department here from the ground up. Up over the past few years is to create a culture of giving that we want everyone giving to the mission here at the school and whether that whatever that looks like for each person whether it's it's large dollar amounts or small dollar amounts we want everyone to give because they believe in the mission and they believe in the future and the vision that we have for catholic education and for the future and providing an excellent catholic education to everyone who desires it and you multiply that times the number of schools in the entire diocese and I would assume that this is the way it's going to play out across the entire school system is really understanding and connect, not only understand where you're going, but connecting with benefactors in a way that helps everyone sort of get on the same page in the community about where the school system is headed. It takes, man, it takes, it just, I say this about coastal Mississippi all the time. It takes a lot of people to make this community tick. And the same thing is true in the school system, isn't it? Oh, it is. It is. And we rely on so many people and the love and support that they have for our school and for Catholic education is just tremendous. And it inspires me each and every day. Well, Matt, as usual, it has been a pleasure. This this has been Dr. Matt Buckley, the new superintendent of schools for the for the uh, Catholic diocese here in coastal Mississippi. He's a good friend, someone I really admire. I wish you well. I can't wait till you get in that new seat and we'll chat some more about the future of the of the Catholic school system on your leadership. Thank you, Ricky. Appreciate you having me on and look forward to talking again. You bet, you bet. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.